0: You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music, and sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music.
1: Not so sweet, so I turn myself to face me. But I've never caught a glimpse of how the others must see the faker. I'm much too fast to take that test. ch ch,
2: ch-, ch- Turn ch- and
3: face the strange ch- changes. You ch-
2: ch- wanna be a richer man.
3: To be a different
0: man. Time may change me. But Hello everyone, and today we'll be talking about David Bowie. Hunky Dory. With me I have Jackson. Hi. Kay.
2: Yo yo yo.
0: <laughs> Riley. Hi. And Romy.
2: Hi.
0: Hunky Dory is the fourth studio album by English musician David Bowie, released on December 17th, 1971, under RCA Records. It is produced by Ken Scott and David Bowie, and the genres are art-pop and pop-rock. And from the All music Review from Stephen Thomas Erlewine, After the freakish hard rock of the man who sold the world, David Bowie returned to singer-songwriter territory on Hunky Dory. Not only did the album boast more folky songs, but again he flirted with Anthony Nulli-esque dancehall music, seemingly leaving heavy metal behind. As a result, Hunky Dory is a kaleidoscopic array of pop styles tied together only by Bowie's sense of vision, a sweeping cinematic melange of high and low art, ambiguous sexuality, kitsch, and class. Mick Ronson's guitar is pushed to the back, leaving Rick Wakeman's cabaret piano to dominate the sound of the album. The subdued support accentuates the death of Bowie's material, whether it's the revamped Tin Pan Alley of Changes, the Neil Young homage quicksand, The Soaring Life on Mars, the rolling vaguely homosexual anthem, Oh You Pretty Things, or the dark acoustic rocker Andy Warhol. On the surface, such a wide range of styles and sounds can make an album incoherent, but Bowie's improved songwriting and determined sense of style instead made Hunky Dory a touchstone for reinterpreting pop's traditions into fresh postmodern pop music. Alright, what do we think of Hunky Dory by David Bowie? I like
2: it. It's kind of weird, but fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean
0: the the very first song is on Shrek 2, so you know it's gonna be good
2: I mean obviously there's nothing bad on the Shrek soundtrack.
0: Absolutely nothing uh,
2: Except Shrek the third whose songs are like, like tra- really it's out it's like of place, they were purposefully mostly. trash right. Yeah, also, I'm not counting Shrek the musical as the Shrek soundtrack.
0: No one should I'm
2: putting that here
0: So Riley, what do you what would you think?
2: I really
0: liked it Hmm. i'm glad we're all i'm glad we're all on the same boat i i remember like i i kind of discounted this album for a few months because it wasn't as rocking as like bowie's other stuff like aladdin sane or the berlin trilogy but upon re-listening it's like oh my god this is amazing this is this is such a these are like great these are weird songs that work really
2: I gotta yeah. say, I do love the name of the album. Like, that's really fun, isn't it? It's just <laughs> fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like... It's yeah. fun! It's like a... It's
0: Actually, like a, like it a lot. It's, it's know, it's British... It's British slang for movies. everything is alright. Everything is gonna be okay. That's, that's what hunky-dory means in, like, English slang.
2: I mean, I say hunky-dory all the time. <laughs> I love that. I love that <laughs> for the album.
0: I wish hunky-dory would become the next Disney Channel catchphrase. Uh,
4: yeah, like... Someday there's gonna be an album called Going Swimmingly, which is, like, the modern equivalent to that. Please, God, let,
2: that is a word I-, I say <laughs> going swimmingly more than hunky-dory, I love that so much. It's just so fun, you know? Right. Yeah, I it was- It sounds so proper, but, like, most of the songs at the same were, like, time. really
1: I was noticing that most of the songs, like, uh, like, every single song was, like, different in, like, its style. It's, like, really unique.
0: Um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's like,
1: like it's all, it's
0: all, they're basically pretty much the same, and yet they all sound different in their own way. Like, you got a nice... Yeah,
4: it's like, they're all like snowflakes, no two alike.
0: Yeah, I actually likened many of these songs on here, like, Oh You Pretty Things, and especially Life on Mars, to show tunes. So,
3: mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, it's got many of the, uh, modern Broadway tropes, like, uh, the, uh, power cores and the uh, the string instruments uh, i i i really admire the the use of the strings on this album they add a new edge to the record and uh, it's makes it interesting it's very, it's very it's very soothing
2: i'm always down for some string instruments
0: yeah. i mean yes.
2: on principle yeah. i i prefer woodwind instruments but string instruments they can do it sometimes mm.
0: yeah, they got they got woodwind instruments in some rock bands they got <laughs> a, eclectic instrumentation yeah. so get look get Look forward to that. This album like reasserted my just absolute adoration for Bowie. He is an icon. He's he is a bycon. He is he's just amazing.
3: Yeah. We
2: stand. We do in fact we stand. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. We stand harder than before. Yep.
1: In this house we stand, David Bowie. If you don't yep. like it, you can leave.
3: Yep. We and do
1: not it,
4: disrespect David Bowie in this house.
0: Yep, we do there not disrespect We do not disrespect the guy Bowie. who wrote a song in Shrek 2.
4: And we don't disrespect his crotch either. It has the power of voodoo. <laughs> oh, oh my
0: god. Ah, uh, yes, David I, Bowie's crotch the is the stuff of legends. The,
4: the Star of Labyrinth. I have uh, something open from the Top Pigs yearbook and like people are just saying stuff like David Bowie's crotch is like a warm summer breeze, David Bowie's crotch can touch everything <laughs> but itself, and then it just <laughs> devolves into David Bowie's crotch mistakes his wife for a hat. <laughs> <laughs> what does oh, that God. mean?
1: <laughs> to the MMP kids, this is going in the quotes that honor David's server.
0: Can we replace Chuck Norris with David Bowie's crotch?
1: Yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <Please>. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chuck Norris and the Gooey Kablooey. Also. <laughs>
3: yeah. All right. So. This was, the, this was about the second Bowie album I listened all the way through. The first being like Ziggy Stardust. Mm-hmm. So this is like a complete. What is it? It's a. It's
2: like a whoop de doo
3: in the <laughs> face. Yeah. It's, like a, it's a certain change <laughs> in genre.
0: Hunky Dory was also the Chuck. second album I listened to from Bowie, first being Ziggy Stardust, but that's a story for another time. And, and, uh, if you really listen to, like, Ziggy and Hunky, there are definitely differences between the two. Like, Ziggy is more guitar riff oriented, Hunky Dory is much more piano oriented, which I have to thank Mr. Rick Wakeman, who would become the keyboardist for Yes, for those beautiful, like, grand piano stuff. He, he is just strutting all over this album, almost all over this album. He is just doing such a fine job. So, let's get into the songs one by one, shall we? Okay. We don't have to say anything about Changes because it was on the Shrek 2 soundtrack So let's move on
4: Um, But I'm probably just gonna Relay some data About it from song facts Started out According to Bowie, this started out as a parody of a nightclub song, kind of throwaway, but people kept chanting for it at concerts, and thus it became one of his most popular and enduring songs. Bowie had no idea it was going to become so successful, but the song connected with his young audience who could relate to lyrics like these children that you spit on as they try to change their worlds, are immune to your consultations, they're quite aware of what they're going through.
0: Which was featured at the beginning of The Breakfast Club.
4: Yeah, and Ali Sheedy um, was the one who suggested it to John Hughes.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, I did hear from the like looking at the comments and like when I was listening to it, um, I heard that Andy Warhol and um, the song for Bob Dylan are like right next to each other, and I find that hilarious because I've heard that um, Bob Dylan and Andy Warhol hated each other's guts. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I
0: bet. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so, uh That
1: was hilarious for some reason
0: Anyway, um, Oh You Pretty Things To me sounds the most like The show tune, along with Life on Mars I mean, just a Beautiful grand piano Just nice vocal riffs It's just a great
4: song But yeah, you know Life what- on Mars, lyrically, <sighs> is somewhat like My own life It's about a girl who goes to the movies after an argument with After arguing with her parents hmm.
0: One of my favorite Bowie lines is in that song, Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow, and he's practically foreshadowing- Mickey Mouse! He's practically foreshadowing that Disney is coming a giant conglomerate sellout.
4: Oh! Uh, oh. Mickey Mouse fish is a cow, but then they realize that the farm, farm is, is being, being closed, closed
0: down! down. <laughs> Funny, oh. You know, the funniest thing is I, uh, I saw an AMV of Life on Mars featuring the show Amphibia, which is a Disney- Product <laughs> so that's
2: um, so poetic. Yeah, uh, it's
3: an amphibia. We're not sponsored by Disney <laughs>
2: real life by and, and large <laughs> Disney will stop being mean to you if you sponsor us <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> we like your dumb frog so and your dumb owl so too.
1: Yeah, I wanted to start watching the Owl House. Oh,
3: it's really good It's definitely it's great.
1: Really good. Yeah,
2: I yeah. need to watch it sometime. Oh, we, we can
0: wa- we can binge it on we can binge it when we're not recording heck yeah all right, so changes, owe oh, you pretty things, and life on Mars—straight ten out of ten songs. But you know what is not ten out of ten? Eight line <laughs> poem. Was
2: that was my that least favorite. That sucked.
0: Eight line poem sucked.
3: <laughs> That's a little oh my bit gosh.
2: harsh. I didn't like it, but I don't think it sucked.
3: I mean, ooh, you guys, I like that one a lot. Oh, well, honestly, he's he's singing
0: about cactus, and that I is. Love it. Cactus. Cactus being I burned by the sun. It.
1: All I
3: see is cactus.
1: Viewer discretion advised. This episode contains our hot takes.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> and it has hot takes and David Bowie's crutch. <laughs> uh, thanks. <laughs> Viewer discretion.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Viewer discretion is highly advised. Go get your parents' permission. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Around the uh, time uh, before making Hunky Dory, Bowie had finished a tour of the United States, and he was probably exhausted of ideas. But then his son Duncan was born, and all of a sudden he got like a creative outburst. and And it's most featured on the song "Cooks," in my own opinion, which is about him being a good fatherly role model to his son. And I can't hate it. It's campy, but it's heartwarming. It makes me feel safe. It, it just I I liked it. What?
1: Am I the only one that thought that Kooks reminded me of something the Beatles would would put out?
0: Mm, nah nah. Yeah. Not really. It reminds uh, me of
2: the Beatles no. for some reason. I, I, I can see why you'd think that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah. It should be
4: noted that David Bowie's son is Duncan Jones, who is a filmmaker. Huh?
0: Oh, he, oh, he directed the Moon. He directed right? Moon and yeah. and The World of Warcraft, the movie adaptation. Really? Yep.
3: Oh, that that's was a huge How did you That's a huge step down From <laughs> making Moon oh make making a
0: Warcraft oh. movie Just be glad your father is still David Bowie Yeah, yeah.
3: It's a god awful small affair To the girl with a mousy hair But her mommy is yelling no And her daddy has told of the song. Is
0: there life on Mars. Anyway, Quicksand is probably one of my favorite songs on here just because of how atmospheric it is. Although I it, no- Yeah,
2: it's vibes.
0: I'm not really a fan of name-checking Himmler and Goebbels. I didn't
2: understand a word in you that, what you said because it glitched out so badly, so oh. all I heard was, Maid chucking Hitler into gerbils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. really
4: get a new mic.
0: Maybe. Anyway, yeah. um, I said in my notes, name-checking Himmler and Goebbels was a choice. They're not exactly yeah. Hitler, but they're like second-in-command or something. Yes. Yeah. He's worse than him. him. Definitely. Uh. Another reason why I like Quicksand is because I relate to the lyrics too. I'm too busy worrying about existentialism and whatnot. I'm not. Yeah, be-
4: same.
0: And I probably think these are like the deepest lyrics that Bowie did. Like, don't believe in yourself, don't. Deceived with belief, knowledge comes with death. Release. I'm. I'm not a fan of existentialism in songs because it makes me think about what comes after death, and that I. That's something I don't want to think about. But um, the way he does it. it the I way like he the sings song. it, the way the strings are played, it's just so beautiful. I, I love that song.
4: Yeah, I like I mean, what he said there. I made me think I would like to imagine heaven is a cross between a dyke video and, <laughs> and Chicken and, <laughs> and wings.
0: I can have like a leg in one hand and a burp in the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fresh Prince YTP memes. The best memes. oh yeah. Uh, anyway, um, continuing here, so Quicksand uh, posed the concern that if I spend all my time worrying about what comes after death, then I will achieve nothing when it finally happens. And then Fill Your Heart answers that concern with just find love.
3: And I Love saves the day. Yeah.
2: Getting um, really nice. deep on the pod.
0: It's not, I can't say it's my favorite song.
3: Honestly, yeah, Phil Fill uh, Your Heart was my lowest ranked song at like a 5 out of 10. I,
0: hmm. and also, I'm not a big fan of the okay. lyrics, especially the one things that happened in the past only happened in your mind. Like, if you're someone who's trying to change who you are for the better, and you're trying to reapproach someone you haven't talked to in a long time, and just, oh, th- th- that was the past, it only happened in my mind. What I did doesn't affect it, it, it only happened in my mind.
3: Bowie that, destroys historians. Like, <laughs> David how, like, when you,
0: Dave, when congratulations, you like, David, you caused World War Three because things that happened in the past only happened in my mind, apparently. Well,
2: you know how like when you're like sitting in bed it's like three AM and you're remembering all the cringy stuff you did in seventh grade? That's what Damn. I think that lyric applies to.
0: I guess so. Yeah, so Yeah. And by the way, judging from like the uh rag not rag time, but like the uh dance hall uh effect that Fill Your Heart has, where would you expect this? This song is actually a cover, so which year of the 1920s would you expect this to be recorded?
2: 1927, I don't know.
0: 1929.
2: 1926.
0: 1925? Guys, I bamboozled you. This was actually a cover from
1: 1968.
0: Yeah. are you! It was written by a guy <laughs> you named...
3: can't keep getting lied. away with this! You <laughs> have
0: been
3: cheated
1: and lied to!
0: It was written by I a guy named would... Biff Rose in 1968, and, a uh, fun okay. fact, one of the first performers of that song was a guy named Tiny Tim.
2: Oh I've god. heard of him, I think, maybe? His, I don't know. It was,
0: the, it was actually the B-side it was... to one of his biggest songs, Tiptoe Through the Tulips.
2: Can I just say something real quick?
0: Go ahead.
3: Regarding oh, wait, that guy? Yeah. Something. Oh my god. The meme song <laughs> thing? <laughs> Uh living oh, in the, no. sub, the guy, like, the guy the with the ukulele. Yes, that's
0: yeah. it. The guy oh with the ukulele god. and the high voice.
4: Oh my god, yeah. and, and he was in this thing. slasher movie called Blood Harvest. Love yeah.
2: how you brought that
0: up. Anyway, um I think after Fill Your Heart, none of the albums sounds the same. Like I mean, none of the albums sounds the same, but like the first seven they were really oriented towards piano, but here is really where they're like there's a much more of a a target towards the guitar. There, like piano, is reserved to like the background, or maybe there's no piano at all. So, like Andy Warhol, to me is where that begins. But that said, I like.
2: Every time you say Andy Warhol, I, I like, think you're talking
1: and about I, the guy. Andy Warhol is just yes. I literally, I like,
0: I like, and I like, and I like Andy Warhol, and uh, it's Andy Warhol
2: I, the person. Or not the person uh, the song yeah. thank you. Can, you can we please start specifying the song or the guy no really um
4: confusing me it's funny that david bowie would actually play andy warhol in the 1996 film basquiat which is based on the life of the american artist jean michel basquiat
0: cool oh fun. yeah <laughs> anyway i i like the opening to andy warhol because it makes fun of how british people talk in their weird british accents Ha ha, this is like Andy porn. Warhol. My life is so
3: this
1: cool. is. in trouble, like and for some reason, <laughs> my parents think they're British.
0: <laughs> Andy Warhol. Sorry, no, it. it's Warhol, it actually.
3: Like a, the the intro sounded like a white EP to me when I was listening to it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I got it on. Yeah. And the flamenco riff actually reminds me of Master of Puppets. Like in one of the parts, it reminds me of Master of Puppets.
2: Fun.
0: We'll get to that soon, though. Oh,
2: oh, oh. spicy, spicy, spicy.
0: You know, for uh, as as much as I don't like Eight Line Poem, it's not the most forgettable song here. I like Song for Bob Dylan much more, but for the life of me, I can't remember barely a part of that song.
3: Just like mm-hmm. Bob Dylan and his music. Completely <laughs> oh. forgettable. <laughs> oh, <a> hot take.
0: <laughs> Imagine we get a Bob Dylan's album after this one.
3: I don't like Bob Dylan. <laughs>
2: Can't wait for all yeah, of you. Hey, what are you saying? Jackson, you don't like just me. Like Andy Warhol.
0: <laughs> Rick Wakeman has good piano parts here, but they're reserved for the background. There's a guitar riff here, and that's sad. Fun fact, Song for Bob Dylan was the last song that Rick appears on on this album. On the plus side we get Queen Bitch, which is a ten out of ten for me.
1: Oh definitely it's left. Yeah. I'm so, putting Queen Bitch in my confidence playlist.
0: <laughs> it's I mean it the lyrics don't make much sense but it it's like a it like predates Suffragette City by six months yeah like Ziggy Stardust was released really six months after Hunky Dory. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now
3: that's
2: what I call a plot twist.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like change,
0: it's Queen start Bitch start is like a change. teaser for the greatness of Ziggy to, that is coming. Finally we get to the what i think is the uh, the statement piece of the entire album the beaulie brothers
3: yes i Mm. like that one a lot I know it's
0: It's probably the most dense lyrics that bowie ever written which means they're very incomprehensible and yet you could feel the pain and sadness in those lyrics and that that's what good lyrics do you you don't have to get them but you Um, have to feel them
4: yeah even if you don't
0: relate to them
2: you gotta feel it in your soul
4: yeah. fact says it's like a fictionalized account of David Bowie's relationship with his older schizophrenic stepbrother Terry. It was Terry yeah. who introduced Bowie to modern jazz, his enthusiasm for which led to his mother buying him his first saxophone in Christmas nineteen
1: fifty nine.
0: I, I play the saxophone too. Hey Davy, we're we're like blood brothers.
1: Speaking Hello, of speaking of saxophones, my notes
2: and changes said sexy sex 10 out of 10. <laughs> nice it's just careless whispers it's just careless whispers <laughs> yeah ah uh, they play that
4: they play that song during the kiss cam at some of my sort of <laughs> oh no nice
2: because, uh, i don't like, like that at all nice anyway
0: anyway so the first four minutes of Billy brothers made me sad but the last made it made me made me scared crapless
1: Understood.
0: Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be like what goes on in the mind of someone who's com- gone completely off the edge, but well, d- damn, that is pretty spooky stuff, Bowie. And keep in mind, the, the guy who wrote this weird, whoopy, cockney, British, scary stuff, he wrote Hero six years later.
2: Yeah.
3: Hero? Which, which was reminds, after Ziggy Stardust?
2: Which kind of reminds me, we
4: should do a mini-sode about... Peace on Earth, little drummer boy. Around. Oh yeah,
0: with Bowie and with Bowie and Crosby. That's 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 great.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, I really like that
4: one. Let's
1: do it. Yeah, sounds sounds like a plan.
0: Nice. Like to
3: take a and fix, biggest standing
2: cinema. First my friends up just for show See them as they really
3: are Put the people in my brain Two new pens to have a go I'd like to be a gallery Put you all inside my show Andy Warhol looks a scream
0: in the chat, I'm gonna drop this completely unsuspecting picture of this nice lesbian couple in the early 70s. Uh, who do you think they are?
4: Uh, is
0: that Bowie?
2: That... It's probably David Bowie. And yep, it's else. David
0: Bowie in drag. He is my icon. They I'm
2: love loving you. the little baby carriage-slash-shopping-cart yeah. thing,
0: that's a yeah. choice. Yeah, he's, yeah, but, I mean, look at they him, look he
2: like looks-
4: They remind me of those two girls, those two random girls from Finding Dory that everyone thought were lesbians. <laughs> <gasps> oh my- Oh God. my gosh, yes!
0: Mm. <laughs> and so that's Bowie and his wife, Angela, and their kid, Duncan, the guy who would direct the Warcraft movie. <laughs> The guy who directed the Warcraft movie is in the same picture as David Bowie.: Yeah: yeah.
2: What an honor to be in the same picture as David Bowie.: Yeah, yeah. To be in the
3: same picture as the guy who directed Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> All what right,
0: so honor. So basically, um, everyone loved this album. Chris Gow gave it an A minus. Chicago gave it three and a half out of four stars. Rolling Stone gave it five stars. Pitchfork gave it 10 out of 10 stars. Basically, this is like, everyone loves this album.
2: Nice. I mean, what can I say? It's legendary. How um, many stars should we give it? That's the real question. All right.
0: What's uh, us go the only
3: opinion that matters. Yeah.
0: Our... Wait, go the room. yeah. I all my Chris Gow's opinion starts. doesn't matter. Only ours does take that.
3: That's right. We mm-hmm. keep talking about Chris Gow.
0: That's and we always will. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go around the room. Jackson, what did you think?
3: Uh, It came out to 7.45 out of mm-hmm.
2: 10. Hmm. Um, I, I give it like a seven
1: point two.
3: Hmm.
1: My average came to an eight point three. Wow. Hmm. Uh it's I give it a
4: solid eight out of ten. Hmm. Uh, I I mean closer to a nine than a seven.
2: I like how seven point two is the lowest one. And now I feel left <laughs> yeah. out. Like I'm a this bad is, person.
3: This <laughs> is the most consistent I think we've been.
0: I uh, mean like how we like an album.
2: No fighting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I my final was 8.81. I think it's close to like a 9 or so, because I just love this album, and I love David Bowie. And so yeah, I think a nice solid 9 would do, because there are some things wrong with it. Like, I could go without 8-line poem, and uh, it gets less piano-oriented as the uh, album goes to side 2. Side 1 is much better, in my opinion, even though side 2 is very strong. But this is just a very solid album, you know. Jess isn't here, but if she were, I think she'd like a lot of this album. It has a lot of the uh, sensibilities that a show tune would have, and it takes a lot. It takes a lot of everything. It takes from pop, it takes from rock, it takes from like, it takes from like old uh, vaudeville stuff. It's very, mm-hmm. it's very eclectic in its influences, and yet it's everything sounds so similar, and yet so different all in one. It's like it could only come from the mind of the great Bowie. So. Positive. Nine stars. Yay.
2: Um, so would you say that it's hunky-dory? <laughs> uh, <Yeah.
0: laughs> I love how we're all positive on this episode.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's fun to be nice yeah. for once. Yeah. Give it a hunky out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> a dory
0: yeah.
3: out of ten. Yeah. A
0: yeah. finding
2: Life. dory lesbian couple out of ten.
0: Finding yes. hunky-dory. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that one seal from Finding Dory out of ten <laughs> Beautiful
0: Yeah, so Life on Mars is, an, is a bona fide classic So I have a couple Bowie anecdotes before we spin the wheel Well, one of them's a Bowie You
4: tell uh, okay. So,
0: uh, like, in, like, sometime in the early 70s Bowie went to New York to visit a certain Andrew Andrew Warhol, not me, Andrew, last name unknown. I
2: was about to say.
0: So yeah, he went to, he went to like Andy Warhol's factory and he played Andy Warhol for Andy Warhol. What did he think? I don't know. Andy Warhol was so stoic, but we never knew if he liked it or not. Guessing from the age of Andy Warhol at the time, I'm guessing he wouldn't like it. Although Warhol has like produced some rock acts like The Velvet Underground and Lou Reed. And, uh, oh, I should mention, Lou Reed was a huge inspiration for Queen Bitch. Blah, uh, blah. Yeah, Lou Reed, we're getting Lou Reed on this, on this wheel. He, uh, there's the Velvet Underground and, uh, Transformer. It has that song, Walk on the Wild Side, that all the transphobes hate. Ah,
3: yeah. yes. So, yes, that. transphobes,
0: yes. if you if you're watching this, please leave right we now because care. we're getting to Lou Reed.
3: Transphobes, if Nobody you're watching likes you.
2: episode, go away. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. We don't yeah. like you. Just
3: e- just like edit yeah. that in to every episode. Yes, just, <laughs> just yeah. we don't no do like you. Labor, like
2: if you're a transphobe, get the hecking heck out. <laughs> 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 nice. <laughs> ah, scram. All, so right.
0: All right, so this last anecdote isn't even Bowie, it's from pianist Rick Wakeman. Like I said, he uh, joined Yes after after recording this album and uh and their, for their 1973 tour, for their album Tales of Topographic Oceans, like, their live performances, like, the rest of the bandmates were so strict on Wakeman. And it was mostly due to the fact that, like, the rest of the four members of Yes were vegans, and Rick Wakeman was not. So, when sometimes when the band was performing, Rick Wakeman would, like, have a guy sneak him curry while he's performing on stage, hidden by the tech of the organs that he's playing. Which w- wow. which are even more obscured because he ha- he always wears a giant cape.
2: <laughs> Power move. <laughs>
1: That's beautiful. I know. That vegan teacher like, did like that. Yeah. Hey, no capes. <laughs> and no one <love> would <laughs> hate him.
0: Rick, you know Rick Wakeman. I actually like to call Rick oh, Wakeman yeah. Kirschtaria Wodime because they're both <laughs> tall and have beautiful long wavy blonde hair. I am
3: the only person who gets his
0: reference. <laughs> well, I might. Well, spin the wheel. If we get a concept album, we review a musical album for episode 10. And fellow viewers, if you're listening at home, you can definitely uh, listen to the next album and give us your thoughts. Maybe we'll put them in the next episode. Hey, that's good. Yeah,
2: been- we'd love to that get that participation week. point. You guys um, get extra credit if you participate.
0: We've listened to Queen Bitch, so we should be ready for this. Our next album is The Stooges, Fun House.
3: Oh, Fun, Okay. 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 Thank you. Okay. I'm
2: thinking in the quicksand of my Lord, and I ain't got the power more.
1: Don't
3: believe in yourself.